It's the week of August 27th, and this is MASHcast number 65. Cast. I'm Jared. I'm here with senior editor Rob Hill Williams. Hello, hello. And here with uh, contributor Nick Zellenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And another contributor, Mikey Kenny. Rawr. Well, that was actually better this week. It wasn't like usually it would have been like Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. He's bringing it this week. He's ready for the party yeah. to start. Yeah, he's ready to oh. go. <laughs> but uh, this is Mash Cast number sixty-five. And uh, let's get started. Uh, Rob, what have you been playing? Um, I was on vacation last week, so really didn't get a whole lot of gaming time in. I've pretty much played Sleeping Dogs, which gets... I, really, I'm ready to put it over Saints Row as my favorite open world game. I think it's better than Grand Theft Auto. Like, wow. Seriously. I mean, like, I, I, guess, I, I guess like five years, years of dev time will do that, but like... <laughs> It's. I, I would hate to have seen it when it was originally supposed to come out, actually. I feel like it would have been a much worse game because they had all this extra time and Square Enix picked it up, but it's really fucking good. Like, every, like, aspect of the game works really well. Like, it's a third-person shooter, an action game, a racing game, and an open-world, like, crime okay. game. Okay, if you could only have played Red Dead Redemption or Sleeping Dogs... That's really tough because you said best open world. I figure Red Dead was it Red Red Dead classifies as open world, right? Red Dead sometimes, but I, I guess in terms of like personality and stuff, I mean, like I liked Red Dead, but I think I'd probably still play Sleeping Dogs. Not just because it's new, but like that's a tough choice. Like those are pretty well tied up, but over the other games I've played, like no, like that's why I was I was like, dang, claiming like best open world game. I'm gonna throw something out there, maybe make you think. All the things that are in it and everything works well, like is the one factor that that I think gives it to Sleeping Dogs, just because of how well everything works. Like in like Red Dead, you do a lot of stuff, you skip, but like you skin animals, you ride horses. Like I can like ride different vehicles and they all feel different. Like between just different motorcycles feel different, cars and trucks and everything. Like not just between those different types, but like individual motorcycles and shit. Like all feel different. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on a fucking suicide run if I get on a motorcycle and sleeping dog, which is a huge thing. Like I don't fly 50 feet because I touch uh, the curb and sleeping dogs. <laughs> like it's like every and and it's the same guys who made not my nation racers, which is why I guess like the driving is so good, but. Just excellent all-around game, and the story is really good too. On top of all that, like everything is just put together really well. Now, if there's a sequel and they have a year of dev time, probably not going to get as good a game, or at least like as amazing a game as this one has been. But really impressed. Um, other than that, uh, I've got Guild Wars 2. Pretty impressed so far. Uh, 
it's very story driven. Some people aren't going to like that, you know, the play MMOs. A lot of people do like the, you know, the grinding and running around and the, the leveling and stuff. I mean, you're still doing all that, but it's you actually doing your story and stuff is a little more important. And, and like the world, like the ambient events is more important than like go here and kill 10 of these monsters. Like there's none of that. So it's, I like it so far. It's pretty, it's impressive story driven. Um, and I played Magic, the card game, for the first time since like high school. So that was fun when I was on. So, Vegas. what colors did you run? Oh, I usually run like green, black, but I made a couple of different colors. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's all, like a lot of personality about colors and Magic. I don't know. Oh, you can't. Act, well, no, but you can tell like what play style people like to play with based off that. Based yeah. off green, I could tell. You said green, black, right? Yeah, you must love to kill shit. <laughs> or poison counter. You must love poison. I actually, I, I dude, seriously, like that's after my time. <laughs> like there was like two cards that did that when I was playing Magic, and oh. now apparently there was an entire set that I missed in the time since I haven't played. So I don't know. Very interesting and all that. But next. Okay, Nick. How about you? Uh, let's see. Uh, just uh, Hero Academy, and I know I'm not supposed to mention it, but Patch 5.04 launched uh, on Tuesday. And uh, I got to say that even though I've been in the beta and I've seen everything, just seeing it on the live servers, it feels like a whole different game. It's it, it's a, a very I can't believe that the pandas are already like in the game, even though they're not uh, even though they're not playable yet. But uh, it's it's uh, a lot of changes. It's pretty crazy. Oh, OK. And Mikey? Lots of Guild Wars, too. <laughs> uh I was actually not even planning on buying this or playing this game at all because I'm not very MMO driven. Like I, yeah, I tend to not like MMOs. I will say this is the very first MMO out like that actually holds my attention long enough, and I don't feel like I'm doing a dance. Like in MMOs, I think there's a term called like the dance or something where you just like sit there and start attacking and you just see numbers fly up and all that. This like I feel like I have to be active in the combat outside of just, you know, like I have to be moving, I have to be, you know, that kind of thing. And that really gets my attention. I love how they've taken leveling and keeps me from having to kill 50 bears to just get to the next level and how you have to do events surrounding an area and that you could involve killing things, but you could go do do other things. And by filling up this meter and making this area better, you'll get an experience bonus. I like the random events that happen. Well, maybe not so random, but the events that happen in certain areas that you can group up with a bunch of people and go on. And once you're finished, you'll get like a medal with some with a lot of experience at the end. I really just like how. It's like I'm not gonna say it's easy to level because it's not because I've been having like it takes me a long time to get a level but I like how they've I just like the leveling I like how they make me go off and do certain different things than what I'm used to seeing in MMOs and I love my class right now I'm playing a hunter uh, a human or I'm sorry a human ranger uh, I've I love the pet system that it, it's really fun collect going around and finding different animals that I can train. And get get a hold of. Right now, it, it's just fun. Like I just this this is the first MMO where I feel like I could stick with for a long time. I guess that was the point. <laughs> well, I, I I it's just normally like I'm totally against MMOs. Like I don't have fun with them, but this is like 
the first time I feel like like I I could sit here for hours on end and not care. Okay. Uh, is that so that's all you've been playing? Uh, League of League of Legends. Oh, okay, so you're oh, you're. Yeah, <laughs> I I have to get my win for the day. <laughs> I installed League and didn't play it. I'm giving it a chance. People are like, oh, no, you gotta give it a chance. Okay, fine. I'll give it a chance. And then I, I've been playing Han with my other friend. Mm-hmm. And the end game is kind of fine for me. Like, you know, like, that's that's better when I'm actually killing people and making, pro- and making progress. But, like, the beginning game is so boring for me. Like, just the killing the creeps. Yeah, and laning that, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. just like. Dude, like I, I'm not even attacking shit. I'm pressing hold until they almost die, and then I'm attacking them. And I'm man, man, this is a really cheap way to play. But this is how you play the game. Like it's not cheap in that game. That's that's it. It's that is the game. Yeah, until yeah, it, it's a game that like really evolves over time, and like it just it within matches, and it's weird. Like I did start playing Dota again, but it's just. I I still don't know if I'm even gonna stick with it. I played like three matches and I'm like, mm. <laughs> like I'll play if my friends are playing, but I'm not going to play by myself. I'm not gonna try to really improve myself all that much, which which means in my group of friends, they're not gonna play with me, <laughs> you know. So like you know, like if I'm not really gonna try to improve, like you know, in the game, like you know, if they tell me to do something, I'll do it. But that I'll just like you know, I'll play if they well, want to play it. That's... Well, also, if you solo queue a lot of times, you don't know who you're going to get. Like, you could get, like, some of the shittiest composition teams ever. Or just people that are, like, just complete and utter, right, just trolls and just... I'm trying to I feel like players. almost everybody that fucking plays that game is a troll to a certain There's, extent, honestly. There, there, there are a rare few that I've run into that are not trolls. Well, like, I hear, a rare few. I hear that League... It's really um, bad. Over, yeah, I hear League is really bad with like oh, it's really bad. I hate and, solo queuing. Yeah, like I hear, I, I hear a lot of bad things about like the, um, you know, the trolling and the the stuff in League. Like I hear a lot of players from outside, like that don't speak English, will get onto the you know English speaking servers, and then refuse to speak English. Yeah, like when they and they have their own servers too. That's the thing; they have their own servers, so it's not like they don't have a place to go and do that. But then they hop into English-speaking games and refuse to communicate, which in those games is is a big problem. So I heard about that. Han is not bad. I haven't run into that problem in Han. It's most of the time like I I know people can speak English because they're telling me they're yelling at me. I'm like, dude, I'm just over here kind of fucking creep. I'm like, leave me alone, like you know. Yeah, but um, I almost want to say League is almost it's like has the kind of Call of Duty crowd around it only for like out of all the MOBAs, it's the biggest right now. Yeah, (laughs) the Dota Call of Duty crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yep, there it is. You heard it here first on the Matchcast. It's like. I, I I love like watching the tests fly. Noob feed, uninstall feed, midder feed, feed loser. I'm just like, oh god, help me. <laughs> it's not bad in all of them though. The best, Super the Monday best... Night Combat is like that, and it's a shooter Dota game. Like it, every game, I swear, every fucking Dota game has that person that's like, the second you do something wrong, you're a fucking noob, man. Fucking uninstall the game. Like, yeah, I'm a noob. I'm playing my second match. Shut the fuck up, please. Please <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> The best part is being Video games. like what I like those at the end is I always report them and then hopefully I get sent to the tribunal and they'll mess with them or something. 
<laughs> or you know, the best part else is uh, I just ban them, and then I'll have to freaking ever see their fa- ever have to hear them ever again. Uh, that, that's always a good feeling for me. I don't know. <laughs> um, actually, uh, be, before I continue with you know what else I've been playing, one thing I like to do in StarCraft, right, is if somebody is like talking trash the whole game, and then they you know I beat them. Cause if you if you talk trash, you beat me. Okay, you got that. I'll give it to you. You know, but if you talk a trash and then I beat you, I love hitting them with trash after the match and then blocking them <laughs> <laughs> immediately. No, I feel that. I feel that because they can't do shit. It's like I just you know trapped what? them in a glass box. You know what? That, I don't, that's what just I, happened. You know what I don't? Like? I'm trapped what? in a glass case of an ocean. <laughs> You know what I don't uh, like? I don't like team members that start smouting off crap to their team members and then the opposing team, especially when they're trying to be the uh do you if I said AD carry, do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Yeah, the hard carry. Yeah, the hard the attack damage carry. Yeah. Like they're like, Oh, you're everyone's so crappy. I'm just gonna sit here and do lots of dance and I'll be like tank support and I'll fake going in to do an initiate and I'll let the AD carry go and then I'll fall back and let the AD carry go. I'm like, oh man, why'd you dive like that? Man, you're such a noob. Oh my god, you died. Dang. Can't follow <laughs> can't follow the tank around very well, can you? Ah. So you reverse noob. troll people in League of Legends? <laughs> if they start talking trash about everyone on my team and they start being dicks to the opposing team, I'll pretend to initiate or I'll support with like sonar or whatever and i'll like hold heels back till after they die and be like oh man why'd you die right then i was about to heal you oh you're such a noob (laughs) (laughs) that's the one good thing about supports and tanks you don't want to piss them off because they'll leave you hanging high and dry (laughs) Uh, yeah why would you ever insult your healer and shit seriously it's like (laughs) horrible idea (laughs) actually i have one story that's kind of like that but with counter-strike Oh, it's CSGO, which is another game I've been playing. Segway. Yeah, Segway. Yeah, right into that. But basically, like, um, I think it was like either Saturday or, or Sunday night I was playing, and this dude on my team, we were CTs, talking a whole bunch of trash to us because, you know, we were having we were having a bad time. You know, we were having a bad time. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he's kind of talking trash to us. And um, me and him, we go, we're on Dust2, uh, we're on Short A, and he, I'm like, we're both there, and I'm like, okay, they're around this corner. I'll throw a flash. You just go, you go around the corner. You can kill him. He's like, okay. And so we start running together, and I pull the flash out so you can see. He keeps running, and he, you know, you put your head down when you, when your teammate's gonna throw a flash so that you don't get blinded and everybody else's. So he's uh-huh. doing that, but running in the same direction. I turned <laughs> my ass around and went back, and all his, and then him died. <laughs> Shit was great. <laughs> uh, but yes, I have been playing CSGO uh, more. And it's kind of funny because I'm I'm enjoying the game because of its imperfections. Because I can't take the game seriously because of its balance issues. Like, when somebody kills me and... Like, when somebody killed me in Source on 1.6... You get a little frustrated because it's like, oh, fuck, what did I do? You know what I'm saying? Now I have yeah. to, like, analyze what I did and not do it again or where to kill me from all that stuff. And CSGO, I really don't have to do that because there's some just some serious balance issues. Well, I shouldn't say serious balance issues, but there's some balance issues in the game that when some things just happen to you, just laugh. Like, fuck, like, you know, like, for example, yesterday somebody came, they 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 climbed up a ladder backwards and shot me in the head. 
Like when they came upstairs, I'm like, yeah, that's the funniest shit I have seen all week, <laughs> you know. And the thing is, I think the guy was like trying to like I heard him like playing around with the ladder, and I, I think he figured out that oh shit, I can go up the ladder backwards, <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. I didn't expect it at all. He shot me. I fucking laughed. You know, he laughed too. I was like, wow, you know. So it's something like that because in Counter Strike, on any Counter Strike. Like um source or uh 1.6, like even condition zero. If you're on a ladder, your accuracy is going to be atrocious, you know. But he peeked up and popped me in the face like really fast. I was like, wow. So there's stuff like that. Uh, the P90, which I actually made fun of people using the P90 last week because everybody I saw was using the P90 at a distance, right? And they weren't hitting shit. But we found out that if you get mid range with the P90. It's as accurate as, or almost as accurate as if you're up close and personal. So the P90 is not, like, was devastating, always devastating up close. But any if you're not directly in front of somebody, the P90 was always trash. And the thing is, like, it was a trade-off because the gun has a 50 clip, has a, has a 50 bullet clip and shoots, it can shoot 25 bullets in less than five seconds. You know? At mid-range, that's a problem. <laughs> So, like, once we figured that out, we started running off P90s and destroying maps, which, I mean, like, it, it's just funny. You get killed with the P90 at, at, at mid-range. You can only laugh. Like, that's a balance issue. It has to get put back in place. So, I don't know. Like, I, I like the, like, I'm enjoying the game more because of its imperfections because I can't take it seriously. Like, if you get killed in, in, in CSGO, it's not so bad. Um, other than that, I did, I played and I finished Fall of Cybertron, which... You know, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of like nine out of ten reviews and stuff like that. Is anybody else seeing that? I've seen it get really good reviews. I've heard it's short though, like a lot shorter than the first game. Not a lot shorter. For, it actually has oh, two okay. additional chapters. Well, I would say, um, let's say one additional chapter because the first chapter is a tutorial. Well, it's mostly like I haven't like I the uh, well I should clarify the reviews and stuff. That I'm seeing saying the game's really good, but it's like like Twitter and stuff like that, where it's just people saying things that I'm hearing that ah. it's shorter, like the pace is a lot faster than the, than the first one. Well, you know what? It's, um, I see the thing is it's, it's uh, to me, it felt about the same, about the same size of game. However, I'm saying like nine out of 10 reviews and stuff like that. Wasn't a nine out of 10. If you ask me, I think the first one was better overall. The ending to this one is pretty epic. Not 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 the actual ending scene, like the last fight is epic because it's Optimus Prime versus Megatron. And you get to choose As it should be. Yeah, you get to choose who you want to pick at that very moment. So it's it's pretty like as soon as I beat it, I turned it back on and I played as the other person. You know? So if uh, you if you get to choose who you are, are there two different endings then based on No you know, no Always the same ending. The same thing always, always same happens. Ending. Yeah, I mean, you know, they both live because. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it, I mean, the thing is, like, it, it, that is, it was a pretty epic fight, and the, and the stuff that they kind of say to each other is pretty cool, you know, as they're fighting. So I, I did enjoy that. Um, but the it's game, like it's like a snake versus ocelot. Not like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's like like yeah, a you know. kisses Optimus Prime. <laughs> You're pretty good at this. <laughs> but um, yeah, the thing about it is just uh. I'll be honest with you, the game was kind of, I wouldn't say boring, but it was losing my interest. Not losing interest, I shouldn't even say that, but like, 
I could put it down as I was when I was playing as the Autobots. You know, as the Autobot campaign is actually not it's not that great. Um, however, as soon as I got to the Decepticon campaign, I couldn't put the shit down. Like I put couldn't put it down. I, I actually I almost played the Decepticon campaign all the way through, almost. So uh, the Decepticon campaign, I, I don't know, just is much better. Than I, I don't. I think it's because like with the with the evil is awesome. That's why. <laughs> yeah, kind of. The thing is like with the with the Autobot campaign, you you play as Optimus Prime, and he's like steamrolling enemies as he should be. And then when you play as the other characters, they're not necessarily in the same situations that Optimus was. So yeah, you're killing enemies, but not at the same frequency as Optimus. But yo, the, the Decepticon, like the Combaticons, when you play as them, they are smoking Autobots. Like yo, they are like the the same way Optimus Prime was. Like it is insane. Like ruthless. Like, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It was, it was really good, and uh, the story I thought was uh the story I thought was pretty cool. I think it was cooler playing as Megatron this time than Optimus. Like, last time it was cooler playing as Optimus, but this time it was definitely cooler playing as Megatron. Like, it actually comes to this one point where, uh, you know, Megatron has to fight all these, like, you know, has to fight all these people in this arena, and he's just a fucking boss. And the stuff that he is saying, like, he's killing and talking shit. You know what I'm saying? As he's doing it, it's really really good so i mean it's a good it's a good game it's not a bad game i don't feel like i i it wasn't worth my money i i paid you know 60 bucks for it and I, i'm okay with that uh it's a good game but i don't know if it's a nine out of ten <laughs> you know uh i don't know could have just been a lot of hype it's the same reason they give call of duty nine out of ten you can't this is some place you can't trust reviews anymore man except match those buttons See, I wouldn't have given it a nine out of ten. (laughs) Eight, maybe. Oh, you would not So, on the five point scale that we do, on the five point scale, yeah. Well, it's a four then. Yeah, four. Yeah. Okay. Four. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But long division in Texas. But um. There might be a decimal. There might be four point three. I don't know. I'm just I, I was just saying for the sake of the podcast, let's say a four. It, it was a I, good game. It was a good game. I, I'm just kidding. I have pre- decimals. <laughs> uh, I did play Sleeping Dogs more, which I beat that game already. I beat it last week, but now I'm finishing stuff up. Like I'm finishing a lot of the side missions. I'm still doing the races. I'm trying to buy all the cars, which that's how good that game is. Like, dude. I, it's so expensive. That <laughs> shit is so expensive it buying did. all those cars. Did you did you get into the A class vehicles yet? I've gotten some of them. I haven't gotten like all of them available. Yeah, they're yeah. I love those cars. <laughs> I really do, and I do like the fact that you have to go to different areas to get different cars. Yeah, same with clothes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's real cool. Even though you know I didn't get too big into the clothes, even though I will buy all the clothes because there's like an achievement there. But I didn't get too big of the clothes because the clothes they kept gave, giving me, I thought was fine. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once I got like a boss ass suit, I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's a really good game, and um, I, I told my friend I let him borrow it in like two weeks, <laughs> so I I have a time limit. But yeah, I just kind of do that stuff at my leisure. Um, uh, but yeah, let's, let's get into the topics, Nick. What do you want to talk about? Uh, we didn't get to talk about this last week, um, and, and I guess that's a good thing because a few more developments have shaken out since then. Um, but on live um, died and then came back as on live. 
And uh, yeah, there's been, uh, I guess, uh, was on the 17th, uh, the, the, pretty much everybody was let go all of a sudden in a, uh, a surprise uh, little internal meeting. And then the company was purchased by uh, another, uh, by a private investor, I believe it was Lauder. I think Lauder Industries was the name. And then uh, they subsequently renamed their company on live and hired back uh, the uh, was it Steve Perlman, who's the uh, who was the CEO of uh, on live originally. They hired him back and then uh, varying rumors of how much staff they brought back over uh, to sort of reform the company. And then uh, subsequently uh, due uh, subsequently, I guess the, the, the final end of it uh, is Steve Perlman was let go by Lauder. So there's been a lot of turmoil there. Um, basically, the problem seems to be, seems, the problem seems to be that Perlman was the uh, as much as he was sort of the the source and, and the driving force behind OnLive, he was also sort of its detriment. Um, he he had a reputation for sort of uh, you know forcing people to work, and then he wasn't always around when they when they were working over like Christmas holidays and stuff. Um, and then also he was very hard to make business deals with. Uh, I think they had partnerships lined up with EA. And uh, th- that fell through once they found out that EA was going with Gaikai. Pretty much any anytime anybody looked at Gaikai that OnLive was also going to work with, uh, they they left in a huff. Um, and this was all entirely at, at Perlman's behest. Uh, there were employees that didn't really think it was a good idea. Um, but the, the end result was that they really weren't making any revenue uh, for their services. And so, yeah, when that happens, the company's eventually going to fold. Um, it's... Uh, I, don't know, I think it's interesting only because I know we've talked about this a few times about, you know, sort of cloud gaming and everybody saying it's the future and, oh, you know, cloud gaming is, is going to be awesome. And I think we kind of keep pointing out that the future's not here yet. And as, as, as I think for as much promise as these services tend to offer, uh, that uh, it's, it's not always, you know, there's not always an easy, 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 uh, easy way to make money there. Uh, I think the, they, they like to claim they had 2.5 million customers but they were talking about everybody that ever signed up for anything with them in that number really they had about 1600 people who would regularly play the games and not all of them were paying customers so they basically had you know a ton of servers just sitting around playing games and they were making i think like dollars a day if that uh so it wasn't really a sustainable revenue model um and we almost make that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, see that we make as much money as our live. Yeah. yeah, party. Actually, we make more money than our live because they were losing like five million dollars a year. Oh, <laughs> not even playing. That is true. <laughs> yeah. True. Ooh, truth hurts. Truth hurts. Yeah. So no, but it, but it's. I think it's it's just one of those things. Like the like. Not to say that the ideas were were bad. It's just that they it, we're not ready for this. There's no. And it doesn't help that I mean, as often as they had a deal that it it, it fell through because they they couldn't, you know, for whatever reason, um, it, you know that that'll definitely hurt them as well. But it it just see it just seems that that what they were trying to do there's just no sustainable market there. Even with Gaikai, you know, with, with Sony buying them, you know, you know, we we look at the 380 million and and we have some ideas about what Sony can use them for, but again, it's it's all sort of projections in the future. There's no there's no Maybe there is a demand for cloud gaming now, but there's no, there's, it's not, not in the way that it's provided at this point. I think we're still, we're still uh, some broadband penetration away from that. Yeah, I mean, 
I think until oh, connection no, gets. Oh no, go ahead. I interrupted you. No, no, no. You go ahead. You, you had already started the talk. I was like, eh. But yeah. I was kind of like, I, I kind of until like connection speeds like get more stable across the board. Because I mean, we still have rural areas that are still like in no connection land that are crappy. So it's kind of hard to sustain a streaming device service when your when your entire base doesn't have the perfect internet that can handle that. I mean, I think in the article it talked like how YouTube could like mess with it if someone was watching YouTube in another room. And I mean, it Actually, it's just not there. That's a you make a really good point. I mean, cuz um you know how like right now if you're streaming something in high def and then, you know, you start, you know, let's say you get a really big email or something starts happening, your bandwidth starts getting taken up and it starts to cut back, you know, on, on your connection. Do you really want that happening while you're playing a video game? No, could you imagine that on a fighter? Like oh. I'm, 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 I am mid-combo, about to drop super and end this. Connection. And that drops it and now I'm getting pummed in the face and then I lose. Yeah, stutter, stutter, stutter. stutter oh, yeah. Weird. It goes back to normal, and the next thing you know, the round's over, and you lost. You know. I think, uh, I think ideally, a, a, a fighter that requires such precision, you, if given a choice, you would choose to have that hosted locally. You wouldn't want that hosted. Well, yeah, but we're talking about like a normal. Yeah, but we're talking about normal consumer using online play, but and then I, streaming it. But is but, there? I guess. I guess my question is: Is there ever a situation in which you know maybe you're traveling, you only have your laptop? You know, your console's at home, um, not that you'd be connecting to a console necessarily, but is there ever a situation where, you know, okay, I'm traveling, I don't mind the service and a slightly degraded performance because it's allowing me to play my game in a situation where I'd rather have a handheld device. Fair enough. (laughs) I'd rather rather have a Vita or a 3DS, or you know what? I have phone pad games if I really want to play those, but I'd rather have a Vita or a 3DS in my hand if I'm traveling. Amen to that, brother. And how possible is that with the crossplay promotion from Sony? Oh, <laughs> I'm just like, hey, like, how, it sounds like on live was not only before its time, but also that that dude was just making some bad deals. Yep, and making some bad decisions. Like, I don't know, acting like a high school teenager with your business. <laughs> somebody else is looking, you know. Somebody else is talking to another girl at the same. Well, I shouldn't say talking. Yeah, yeah, so you know. No, that's pretty. That's pretty. Talking accurate. with another girl, man, and now she's she's huffing and puffing. I don't want to talk to you at all. No, I, you can't I, call me. I don't, I don't even know if it's that he was necessarily acting like a you know acting like a diva there, basically. But part of it is that the company was just fundamentally mismanaged. Like I think they said they didn't even have a CFO. And that's probably important. Uh, yeah, exactly. And also, like as far as marketing went that they they put no effort into really marketing. I think there was a general consensus amongst a lot of the employees. If they focused a little more on marketing, they could increase their consumer base to, you know, bring in some revenue. And I would think you'd have to do that. Get, like, OnLive was a business-to-consumer model. Like, Gaikai was business-to-business. But, like, yeah. for you to not really advertise that much, like, what? Are, then how's anybody going to find out? How's anybody going to do it? Like, then it's just word of mouth. I got tired of seeing on live ads on YouTube. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I I saw them a lot. That's funny. I didn't, I didn't see them I didn't all. See really. them that many. You know what so, it is. I though? would see them at conventions. That's it. You know what it yeah. is. I, you know, I just remembered this, but um, 
you know, YouTube will track where you go. So I must have gone to, well, not YouTube, but Google. They track where you go. I must have gone to the online website, and then they just kept on feeding me online ads because they did that for Rackspace too. When I went to, I went to, I went to the Rackspace website one time. Wow. And then, yo, Richard? seriously, bro, you're interested? Hey. Yeah, exactly. Like on on nationalsbuttons.com, three ads, Rackspace, same page. Like you know, like it's yeah, it's it's annoying. So I, maybe that's why it was my fault for going to the website in the first place. But- I can understand the the concept of oh somebody came to our site let's keep hammering them with the ads to you know maybe encourage them to make some kind of purchase but if that's all you do you're you've already set the barrier to entry for your ads to be you have to come to our site first like I, I don't think they've had any other like you mentioned them at conventions did they really do anything beyond that I guess that's, that's no yeah I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a no. <laughs> So it's, I mean, it, to a degree, it, it's 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 one of those. It's a great idea, a little bit ahead of its time, which can always be perilous. But then the company was just so. It just seems Perlman was in over his head as far, or at least not even in over his head, just the wrong person to be in that role of of shepherding this company, and it all finally fell apart. And I'm not, I don't envy his position at all to have to go through all that. I mean, fundamentally, at the end of the day, now he's out of the company, he's lost all his stock. So you know, it seemed a little bit strange that he made this transition to Lauder, you know, retained his CEO position and he's, you know, like everybody else got laid off, but he's still there. Um, you know, he's now he's affected by this just as much as everybody else. Uh, it seems that, but see, it's, it's sort of a double-edged sword though, because he was the driving force behind a lot of the, you know, the direction of the company. And so it'll be interesting to see if, you know, under the new management, uh, who was the CEO that they hired there? Uh, let's see. Uh, Charlie Jablonski. If uh, if he's able to, sounds like you know, a winner. It's a great last name, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really. I think he's got it in him. He's got it. Oh, uh, you know what? That reminds me. It's Incredible Hulk. That's why. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Blonsky, fucking the abomination. <laughs> abomination to run online. <laughs> yeah, man, he's got that shit. Uh, but um, are you all done with that, Nick? I don't know if anybody has anything else to say. I think I think. In some sort of order, I've covered all the the history of it there. <laughs> uh, I'm a, my my final comment on this is going to be that I mean I, I I think I see that on live was trying to you know you, it's you, you can see they were trying to blaze that trail, but I honestly believe that to make to get that push into cloud gaming, you need one of the bigger either one of the bigger publishers. Or you know one of the big three to push that to push that for you because they already have the devices in people's homes, you know they yeah. already got the devices there, and then they can be hey you can you can buy it in the store you can buy it on the Xbox Marketplace or you can use this on live app that we have. But you know that that's interesting though to say because I know there was a lot of speculation about Microsoft possibly being interested in buying them. After you know, Sony acquired Gaikai, and those um, and people they, don't know anything about Microsoft as a company. They only know about their Xbox business. Exactly. No, no, no. But but I think what's interesting to note though is you know Gaikai went for three hundred eighty million, and they're saying now that you know on live you know was purchased, and you know it can be sold again, and Lauder gets to completely determine the value, and they were saying it could go for as little as four million. So oh yeah, now it could. Before they yeah. were saying because of the way that things had been they were projecting online valuation a lot higher yes. before this happened before yes. they gutted the company basically yeah yeah, yeah. now it's and like that, oh 
and that that sucks for all the employees of OnLive. But if there is a company that does want to get you know more into this business, um, you know, there's some technology there that might be for sale for cheap. Yeah, so. I mean, if Microsoft were to buy OnLive, it wouldn't be so that the company can run. Like it wouldn't run. I think they would buy it. Yeah, they would just cannibalize their technology. Pretty much, because the thing is, Microsoft already has a very large cloud infrastructure in place. Mm -hmm. Very large. I'm not even saying Microsoft necessarily. I'm just saying that now, you know, the 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 barrier of entry into cloud gaming is significantly reduced. So you could even get, you know, EA or even a smaller company to say, hey, you know what, four million, we can pony that up. That's not so bad. That's true. And now we can we can run Valve or somebody. Yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll we'll kill. Or of course, this is not the last we've heard of them. So not by a long shot. Yeah. So we are definitely going to keep up on that. But um, let's move on to another topic. I'll go next. Uh, recently, actually, I I think this article they posted like uh just a couple days ago. Uh, but the one of the developers uh for Spec Ops, uh, he made a comment regarding the multiplayer of Spec Ops, which pretty much breaks it down to him saying that the multiplayer of Spec Ops was a waste of money. You know, he says uh, that the multiplayer, uh, you know, when when multiplayer is stuffed into a game, it's like a cancerous growth. And he pretty much, his name is Corey Davis, by the way, uh, and he pretty much came out and said that that's what happened with Spec Ops. That he says it felt like a whole different game for them. Like they went to, you know, they, they did... The single player, which the single player is phenomenal, I is it's it's one of my favorite single players I've played. Period, uh, and I have to agree. Like the the the, the multiplayer, the little bit that I played of it because it was so blah, and not to mention nobody else is really playing it anyway. It did feel like a low budget Call of Duty clone. Like it definitely didn't even it didn't even have the same it didn't have the same mechanics <laughs> that made the game awesome. It's a shame because the 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 it was better fighting the CPU or the AI in the in the in the regular game than it was the people that I was playing against. Because uh, when I started shooting at them, they didn't run away; they just kept running toward me. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming yeah, you, you, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you paid full price for that. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I did. Do you feel that the single player experience was worth that price? Absolutely. Then, then so you got shitty multiplayer added on for free. What's wrong with that? I did. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't mind it at all. Think like, what could have gone to the single player if they didn't have to do multiplayer. Also think what would have happened if, because they forced the multiplayer issue, that the single player did suffer for it, and then he got a game that wasn't worth a single player for $60, and he got a bad multiplayer. See, that I, happens a lot. But, exactly. But that's that's the main that's what, problem. See, I, I don't think that's what happened in this case. I think they knew. Oh, no. They knew we don't want to do. The, we don't really want to do multiplayer, but we have to do multiplayer. So they literally just spent like the bare minimum of resources on it, just literally in order to meet that checkbox. And then once they were done, they could move well, on. That's the thing I thought was interesting. He literally said it was a checkbox that yep. the marketing people said that they had to do. Yep. Like, are you serious? Like. A checkbox, like they hand, like you are a game developer, and they hand you a list of things your game has to have. You're like, what do they? They don't know anything about game development, but they all they have these analysis, you know. Yeah, man, designed by committee and whatnot. Well, yeah. this is the things that gamers like because we have a paper that says so. We have a it's research, research. It's uh, real. They should give me scientific study. 
Give me the email address of the people who sent you that so I can tell them I send them an email and it's just going to have a huge font, like 200 point. You were wrong. <laughs> like that was it. Like that's all I want to put on there. Have a nice day. And I'll put that in a little font. But, you know, like seriously, like that game didn't have to have a multiplayer. It could have totally stood up on its own. And, and even with the shitty multiplayer, it, it really did. That's it's just it's very good that the developer was able to still make the game that good, even though they had to waste time and money with that shitty multiplayer. See, here's here's what concerns me though, is that they're going to look at this and they're going to say, okay, we told you you need to have multiplayer in there. We told you to meet this checkbox, and you met that checkbox. Checkbox, and then you put out this game critically reviewed, and everybody that's played it loved it. Or, you know, as far as I can tell anyway, but it didn't sell well. And so they're going to look at it and say, see, you didn't really focus on the multiplayer and you it, we don't care that you had an awesome single player. That That's super, you know, you get a star. But at the end of the day, you had shitty multiplayer and it didn't sell well. So the next time somebody comes to them and say, hey, dude, we got this awesome idea for a shooter that's going to have this awesome narrative and it's going to make people feel and it's, it's going to be a shooter, but it's art basically. And they're going to be like, yeah, you know, we want multiplayer. So screw you. And then and I'll tell it, and then I'll go up to you and say, "Well, look, we didn't sell because you made us put this shitty multiplayer star single player." No, let me fin- let me finish. And then my single player, and because you made us do the shitty multiplayer, we didn't make a stellar single player that it could have been. So that's why we didn't have the sales that we wanted. But they're never going to listen to that, unfortunately, exactly. because that's They'll what their checkbox says. Yeah, exactly. But, but the the one thing I do find interesting though is that he says that because they had the multiplayer in there. It gave them a little more leeway, like, okay, we met this checkbox, so we can be a little bit more experimental in yeah, our I narrative you, structure. I bet you, and I bet you being a modern shooter gave it a checkbox, too. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. Oh, yeah. But you're probably not wrong on that. You know what the uh, thing is? I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rob. You go ahead. I was, uh, I was just going to say, like, it, it, overall, it sounds like a dev that, like, got kind of stuck with a shitty thing, but basically they made a compromise because they did say they were able to push some borders in the single player that they otherwise normally wouldn't have been. And they they did credit the publisher for that. So they sounded like they were just being shrewd. Like they made it, they, they made a compromise that was able to like let them push the boundaries that they wanted, even though it mean it meant they had to waste time on a shitty multiplayer, but obviously they didn't waste that much time on it. Yeah. Actually, as soon as I read that part, there's just, there's just some scenes that flashed through my head. I was like, yep, I can imagine that as soon as somebody from, you know, you know, big corporation, t- t- 2K Games, so they'd be like, nope, nope, not having it. <laughs> I and then they said, we'll add multiplayer, and they'll be like, okay. <laughs> well, well, we're try. still looking at well, it. Well, you know, I, in, my, in my opinion, the ga- it's not that the game, the, the game got great reviews. If you read any review, it talked about how awesome the single player was and that the multiplayer was shitty, but the thing is, like, I didn't all even the know reviews... there was multiplayer. I swear yeah. to God. I, I yeah. didn't even know there was multiplayer. Yeah, that's like, the, the thing is, like, the game, the single player was so good, though, that even though reviewers could have just completely destroyed the multiplayer, oh, yeah. they, they said the multiplayer is bad and then moved on. Pretty much, because yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't the point. Focus, yeah. You could tell but, you could tell that what yeah. Anyways, go ahead. But sorry. the thing is, I think the problem was marketing because the thing is, yep. I wasn't. I was going to get to that, but yeah, I wasn't re- very interested in the game at first. Like I didn't really, I wasn't interested in the game. Like I, I usually don't buy. I don't usually don't try demos. Most of the time, I'll buy stuff and then I'll be like, okay, it's good, it's bad. But I was like, I don't know, I was bored, <laughs> so I, I downloaded the demo. And I like the demo. 
You know, I thought it was kind of interesting, so I bought the game, and then the game was phenomenal. If they would have put just a hint, just a, a hint of what was actually in the game into that marketing campaign, I think it would have raised a few eyebrows, you know, raised raise a few eyebrows, and people would have been more interested, in it, at least to the point where they would try the demo. Because the demo is what got me to buy. Even the demo, though. I mean, like, I played the demo packs. I'm assuming it's the same one where you're yeah. in the giant tower. Yeah. Like, I li- I, like, same thing. I liked it. And I got a hint that there was, especially with the stuff that they showed after the demo. And it was it was an extended demo. But I felt like it was generic army shooter that might have a good story. Because it just didn't. Maybe it was where they set the, you know, they didn't want to set it too far so that you get too much of the story in a demo. But... I got the sense that it would have a good story, but I wasn't sure. And like some of the marketing I saw at PAX seemed to kind of point at that too. But like I never saw any of that after PAX. Like, and especially not on TV. On TV, it was generic. It was generic army shooter. You know, like spec ops, the line. We're doing repelling and shooting people. Like it looked like every other like military game. And if they had done the Heart of Darkness sort of, you know, psychological stuff. You probably yeah. would have done a lot, a lot better, I think, because at least people would have had a good idea of what you were getting. Yeah, exactly. The uh, that's the thing. Like the um, actually, the thing I liked about the demo because the thing like they didn't show. Actually, I thought they were giving away a lot of the story in the demo when I first played it. I felt that they were giving away a lot of the story, but then I actually played the game and realized they didn't even scratch the surface when it came to the story. But the um, it was the gameplay that kind of made me interested in it. Because I don't know, like if they had the demo on easy for uh, for packs, but like if you put it like on normal, like the the way the enemy AI reacts to you when you do certain things was actually pretty good. It was it was pretty good, so that's what drew me in. But they actually, you know, you didn't see any of that either. Like you don't even know why the game is called the line, you know, until you play the game. That's the thing. Like you have to, like you know, they could have at least kind of hinted towards you like hey you're gonna have to make some decisions and do some things that you might not be proud of when you get finished with this game <laughs> yeah and it, and it didn't really come across at all like i think it, everybody saw it as just like oh it's another it's third person yeah shooter. but do you feel like i i know they probably should have at least done something like that, but, but because y'all went into it thinking that it was going to be your stereotypical shooter do you think that you got something more out of it because you set the you set the bar low and then it just did something that you didn't even think it was going to do. So that no, made you I didn't play the more. full game, so I can't even say that. But I would say no, probably. I mean, like, it, if you have a bar that's set low, it can like change your expectations if a game is like okay. But like from everything I've heard, Spec Op is is not okay. It's really, really good, like story wise and single player. Yeah, it really is. I think like if it was if I set the bar low, and then it was just all right, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's a good game. But dude, like that game, <laughs> it was like that game made me think about my decisions that I did in the game. <laughs> it was like, yo, what kind of person am I? <laughs> you know, I was okay with that when that happened. <laughs> like stuff like that. That is the things I was thinking about after I finished that game. You know, it was it, it gets to you. It's really cool. David Cage would be proud. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. probably would though. I mean, like it's a shooter, but it's probably a lot closer to the things that he's always talking about. Yeah, I think it's one of the things like oh, about the game is like not just what the, what happens in the game and what you have to do. It was what I was thinking at the time, like myself as a person doing those things, 
And then when you come to the end and it all comes together and you realize what the game was about, you're like, oh my god, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, it definitely plays, plays like and preys on the fact that like there is that, I mean, you wrote about it on the site, but that there, it preys on the hero mentality that we all have when we play video games. Like, we're so very used to being the hero and always doing things right and always, like, doing the right thing that to be, you know, see the man behind the curtain later and be like, nah, not everything you did was as cool, as good as you thought it was. Yep. Like, it's jarring, so I could see that. Like, it's a lot of it is in, in your own head. Exactly. Alright, so, we'll just... I can't talk about spec ops anymore. It's emotional for me. <laughs> having palpitations over there. He's I know I'm just hand in his face and shit. I'm sweating and shit. Not just because my AC is off, you know. <laughs> but um, let's uh, Rob. What do you want to talk about? All right. Well, mine is not a news story, but I mean, it's it, it really it's kind of a story about us as gamers and some of the behaviors and stuff that we may partake in. And I think it really pretty much applies to every gamer. I think, like, as we've all of us have grown up with gaming, right? I mean, like, from a pretty early age. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, and I, I, being adults now, I mean, like, you, you get a pretty decent handle on how often you play, when you play stuff, you know, what, how much time you have to sit down and actually spend, you know, playing games. You, you kind of, like, ration out your time because you have life. You have real, like, crap to take care of. Um, but I think that we've all either met somebody or at some point during our, you know, growing up with games have had periods where we'd slip into games, like, pretty hard. And it kind of like you know overwhelms everything else like it's more like you're playing the game and then like you take a break to go back to real life rather than like taking a break to play a game to a certain extent didn't didn't somebody play like sleeping dogs for 30 hours last weekend that was me i'll I'll admit it (laughs) right here 30 hours in four days dude four days Maybe, but you know, it's a weekend. I mean, you have your you have your time. I mean, you're an adult; you can make that decision. But I guess maybe even that's an example. But basically, uh, the article and I will give credit where credit is due. It's on fucking IGN of all places, and yeah. I thought it was actually really good. I'm like, whoa, whoa, when did this happen? When do we get real articles on IGN? But um, it, it basically questions, you know. The, the time frame where we're not using gaming as just a as a casual escape or you know something for fun but that you're using it as a real escape from reality because reality doesn't go your way and the way that games are built that like game all pretty much all games tell you if you put in enough time if you put in enough hours if you level up if you you know if you work your way through that you will always end up succeeding like, with, you know, a few exceptions for story and stuff like Spec Ops and things of that nature. But, like, that in general, you play an RPG, you play Final Fantasy or something that, like, you, you level up from level 1 to 99 and, like, you will succeed, basically. Um, and he says that, you know, that's, that's comforting in a way that when you work a job for 10 years and you might get laid off, you know, or you, like, life just doesn't work that way. And that, in a sense, that the, the the guy who wrote the article is like, there have been periods in his life where he's abused games, in a sense. Um, and I just think that it's, I I don't know, poignant, important. Like it, it's always relevant, I guess, in a way, because I think we've all like had periods, maybe not like periods where we were like, 
really like, man, I was abusing that game, but like periods where we've descended into games to get away from other stuff. And not just in the sense that, like, I mean, like, I know personally, like, during my times working at GameStop, like, not not all the time, but, like, there's some of the bad, like, you know, periods of working at GameStop and dealing with corporate and shitty customers and just annoying things that, like, I definitely, like, my, my, I would go to work, come home, play video games, go sleep, go to work, come home, play video games, go to sleep. Like, when it was really bad because that was my, that was the escape basically and that didn't always happen i mean i've had periods of time where like i stopped playing games altogether you know got rid of all my systems and didn't play games for you know the six months to a year and stuff like that throughout my whole life but like that's years it's over years of playing games but i think it's really relevant to anybody and the 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 thrust of the article isn't so much that you know games are bad don't abuse them i mean it's it's really just like a you can play sleeping dogs for 30 hours over a weekend, but you know, it may be important to you as a person to like analyze, like maybe like why you did, if you really can like sit there and say, I played the sleep. I played sleep. I played sleeping dogs for 30 hours over a weekend because it was a weekend. And I had nothing to do. And I was, you know, I enjoyed the game and I just wanted to sit and do that more power. Like, go ahead. But like, if you're using it to, you know, escape like your family or your significant other or your job that like, maybe, you know, it's a sign that the games aren't necessarily like the answer or the only answer to escape from it. Like games can be really great for us, but to just make the, you know, to, to ask yourself the question about why, you know, confront what it is that might be a problem. And I just thought it was just a really good article that kind of, just deals with a lot of you know things about games because like there's nothing inherently wrong with games and he says so but i yeah. think that everybody's gone through it at some point as a I, game i see your point i just want to take a moment to point out that there's nothing wrong with my life right now i just want to bring that out right now i see, see jared I, I disagree and, and the reason i you know the reason we brought this article up is this is an intervention for you <laughs> I just want to say, like, hey, I didn't play Sleeping Dogs for 30 hours because, you know, there's something wrong or my life's not going that great. Actually, my life is going really good right now. So <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Uh, but I played Sleeping Dogs for 30 hours because I to- I'll be honest, I totally got wrapped into the fantasy of that game. I was a Red Pole. I was a triad <laughs> for those 30 hours playing that fucking game. But um, I could totally see. Like, I don't disagree with the article at all, though. To be honest with you, I mean, I can see how people can get caught up and wrapped up in the fantasy of a video game when things really, you know, aren't going their way. When you just need, you know, I guess maybe that positive reinforcement. Right, it's, but there's a certain point where it goes past, you know, being a positive reinforcement. Yeah, like all, yeah. all heard the story or or seen in the news, the guy who plays a game for you know sixty hours straight doesn't eat, doesn't go to the bathroom and stuff. And you're like, why would somebody do that? And it's like, well, why that's, would someone do that? That's, that's the extreme outlier. Well, I mean, yeah. certainly it's the extreme. I'm not saying that that's like what happens, yeah. you know. Otherwise, none of us would be here. But <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> That, that's that's like, but that's what the that's what that case looks like in the you know, in like its final you know worst stages. You yeah. know, that's that's somebody really actually trying to escape and like I mean like escape like all together. And they did. They they got out of their shitty life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to like be that. <laughs> Thanks for coming in with the sledgehammer, Nick. 
<laughs> I'm nothing but, if not blunt. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's, you can use it to escape, I mean, that's fine, but once you hit a certain level, you know, like, you shouldn't, you should not, you know, just totally avoid things that you have to take care of in life to, to you know, and say, oh, well, I'm playing the game and just totally forget about it. Like, you know, at some point you have to go back to life and take care of it, but some people, he's right, some people may take it overboard and just maybe uh, they're having some relationship issues and they just, mm. you know, delve into the game as opposed to taking care of that issue, or I don't know, maybe they just have some financial stuff they have to take care of. I know people who have lost jobs and then get addicted to MMOs and then not yep. go back to work. Absolutely. Yep. Like, you know, that's that's <laughs> not cool, bro. Like, you know, no, you gotta... <laughs> yeah, that's not like, you know, like it's okay to play that game, but like at some point you got to get up and you go go to work. Yeah. Whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm guilty of something. Like, I had a bad breakup one time and it was a long time ago, but like I dove so hard into this big epic RPG. What was it? Lost Odyssey. And I just just drowned my like i just, it kept me from thinking about it so like yeah that, it's it isn't really and, it's just it. but then like there came a time when it just like you you re- like you should realize like this can't last forever you can't just keep you know doing this you're avoiding doing things you're College grades might have been slipping. You weren't turning in papers exactly that were up to your standards. You would bum rush through things just to get them done, just so you could go off and play something else. But you know, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just it, it happens, but you just you just gotta work. Th- you just gotta push through. I mean, you just there just comes a time we have to realize like it's this. That's that's a fake world. We don't actually live in there. Like we have to come out into reality and live the life that we have. You can visit that world, but the, you shouldn't stay there. <laughs> yeah, that's a better. Yeah, yeah that's better. Yeah. Oh no, I mean that, that's pretty much what you were saying. I, one thing I think is funny is that uh, maybe media more so than I mean, like gamers ourselves, like we we know better. But media and like kind of the world at large that doesn't game always is trying to pin things like the you know the shooting in Norway or you know the the theater shooting in Aurora stuff like that on mm-hmm. video games and it's funny because like you know the violent compunction thing like from playing a video game is not really a real threat but it's funny because that means that you don't you spend time not talking about something that can be which is like a you know actual addiction to video games like it's funny because in the, it, it's tangential in a way but I, I think about mo I think about like social games like mobile games like Zynga and stuff when I think about like the the way that you can get trapped in kind of like a, an obsessive sort of relationship with a video game and that certain games actually like encourage it you know like that's how they that's how they get you to play that's how they get money from you and I think it's just you know that that is like an actual issue that probably should get discussed more often than it is because like we we like to think of games as an escape but like it kind of works both ways sometimes like for the most part we're all pretty well in control of when and when you know when and when we don't play games and why we do it but they're you know we've all known somebody that's you know or ourselves that have you know used games as an un like as a as a not you know good escape from pressures of the real world, so to speak. So, you know, it's just something that as gamers, like we, we should be mindful of, you know, it doesn't make you like a bad person for, you know, wanting to get away from life for a little bit, but you know, at some point 
you got to step back in. So that's all. And that's the lesson for the day, kids. Yeah, that's why, yeah. that's why I didn't want to start. I didn't want to lead with that. I felt like that was a little too much. Like, dun, 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 where you know. Yeah. <laughs> and a well, star think, swipe. The more you know. I think it's it's, it's common sense. Well, it should be common sense, or at least common knowledge that you should become be. a <laughs> yeah, yeah. keyword. Yeah, you know that you can get addicted to anything. You just gotta you gotta be careful but, and, and you know, look for the signs. The one the one thing I do wonder though is sometimes like you you stumbled into sleeping dogs as far as like you just got engrossed in that because it's a good game and then like is it possible maybe that sometime that it's not always that your life is the cause but maybe you get engrossed in a game and then you just start playing that excessively and then your life goes to shit and then you're still playing the game so you're no longer in a place to actually repair your life so maybe it's something that we should you know kind of be on guard for all the time mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's a that's a very good point i'll with sleeping dogs like i allowed myself to get engrossed in it that much because I knew it had an end. I knew it was going to come to an end at some point, you know. I'm not doing the same thing I I, like I was last week now. Like, now I kind of play it sporadically so I can do some of the other fun stuff. But, you know. But, yeah, I mean, that's I can totally see that happen to somebody like them not expecting that a game is going to be so good and they get totally pulled into it and then they can't get out. So, you know, that's why, you know, you have got to have that video game buddy system, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody look out for you. Somebody start a website, videogamebuddy.com. <laughs> <laughs> when you go into the deep end. And then y'all end up playing video games together. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both swimmers drowned. What a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess that's going to wrap us up. That's going to wrap us up uh, today. Um, unless you guys want to hit one more topic, we got a couple more we could do. Maybe that 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 Kickstarter harassment. I don't <laughs> know. I think that's a little deep. I mean, we could do a plus, yeah, but I think I yeah. think we I think we got a good spot for this. We're at a spot. We we ended on something good. Let's 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 leave it. Okay, that's fine. See, they don't want to talk to you guys anymore. I do. Oh, I love you. <laughs> love you guys. There's a no. <laughs> you got the party started. You don't want the party to end. Yeah, you know, I'm getting too engrossed. Look, I'm in a dark place in my life. I need Guild Wars 2. Okay? Yeah. I am like on the IV missing like my dailies right now. No, I'm kidding. No, I think the problem is you're addicted to podcasting. Maybe. Mm. I'm going to have to talk to somebody about that. <laughs> Alright, well, let's see what's coming out next week. Uh, it's going to be a pretty dry week. Uh, yeah. Let's see, you got... Well, that's an iPhone game. I'm not even talking about that. <laughs> oh, never mind, <laughs> nothing's coming out. Roller Huh? Did the world ends with you, iPhone, the I, iOS the come out? did come out. Yeah, uh, what, 30 bucks or something uh, like that? Uh, uh, anyways, okay. Apparently sorry. it's not a bad port, but yeah, $30 for iPhone uh, port. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's that. Uh, who, who was it that talked about the devaluing? Um, uh, a Wada. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a Wada theory, <laughs> um, right there. But um, Roller Coaster Tycoon for the 3DS. There you go. There's your game of the week. Maybe we should have a game of the week. <laughs> oh my god the game of the week is actually sleeping dogs we have to jump back a couple so <laughs> ignore roller coaster kaiku 15 or whatever 
Yeah, roller coaster tycoon in 3D though. So now when oh you inevitably make that roller coaster that, that that has no ending, you can put your hands up with the people when you're on the roller coaster because oh you like you're there. And as they hear their screams of terror as you throw them into a pit. Yep. You <laughs> yep. know, with Best bears inside it. of it. Like I saw, I, I watched some of those videos and they're fucking hilarious. Like people put up videos of them making a roller coaster that goes into like a cage full of bears. We're <laughs> like we're a pit with like some type of like animal down there. I just make them do a infinite loop, like it just like an infinite uh, like they just keep going up and down in circles. And don't they and die circles. like eventually? Huh? Don't they die eventually? No, they'll die, but I mean they're gonna die keeping on spinning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the roller coaster tycoon, the game for sadists. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Like it's it's sim games in general, okay? Like have you can you not can you say that you played The Sims and not tortured your Sims? I actually did not. Not once. Not once. You know why? And this is why I can't play The Sims. My <laughs> sim turns into my life. Like that, that basically is that's what happens. So like I'm playing. Oh, quick story. I'm playing The Sims three, right? You know, every character starts fresh, all that stuff. By the time I was a few hours into the game, what was my sim? He worked in IT. After he got out of work, he went to the gym. He came home, played video games, went to sleep, wash, rinse, repeat. That's what happened. That was my life at the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, if I start Sims now, it's going to be I work in IT. I come home. I work on a website. I go to sleep. Yeah, I play games. And <laughs> I go back to work. I don't need to play Sims because I, I live my life already. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, that's what happens. Every Sims games I play, man, that's what happens to me. My life I just gets weird. To live a life you want to live. <laughs> maybe I'm living the life I want to live. He's living the dream, man. Maybe he's oh, living the dream. Maybe he that's, is. That's why you can play uh, Sleeping Dogs for thirty hours and put it down because your life is perfect. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> You know, but uh, yeah, but that's why I really don't play Sim games because it always just turns into my life, <laughs> story of my life. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's just Metal Gear. The Metal Gear Collection is going to be on PSN and Xbox Live Marketplace. Um, are they HD or are they just? Oh yeah, they're they're high, high HD remixes. Oh, I so... really wish they would have did the redid the first one. I really wish they would have did it, but they didn't. It's only Metal Gear well, Solid Two, Three, and Peace I, Walker. I wish they would do if they did remake the first one. I wish they. would do like kind of what they did with Twin Snakes for the GameCube kind of remake. Yeah, but Nintendo's never gonna let that go. Yeah, they're never gonna let it go. So I know. So, all right. Um. Well, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is SoundCloud.com/slash mash those buttons. Catch us on iTunes, which is iTunes. Which is iTunes. Yeah, just <laughs> search for mash those buttons or the Mashcast in iTunes. It is also a link on our site. Uh, you can catch us on Stitcher Smart Radio on your iOS or Android devices if you want to stream us. Uh, we are on uh, YouTube, which is youtube.com slash mash those buttons, which has the after mashup now. That came out in the beginning of the month, which is kind of like a retrospective. Uh, the first episode was a retro, retro, uh, retrospective on mash pa- Max Payne. Or Mash Payne. There you go. There's a game right there. <laughs> mash Mash Payne. Payne. It's Jarrett, basically. <laughs> you, you're, it's not Max Payne anymore. It's just Jarrett. Jarrett's perfect life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prepare to do IT work and <laughs> build websites. <laughs> Mash Payne. 
But um, this Monday, we are actually releasing the first episode of a series. Um, like it's gonna be, it's gonna go for like ten weeks straight. But it's a series called Mash That, which is uh, we're just gonna pick different topics. The first topic is gonna be Dreamcast, so we're gonna talk about the Dreamcast, some games, our experience with it. Um, I it actually t- I saw the first episode. And it turned out much better than I thought it was going to be. Even though I thought it was going to be good, but it turned out better than that, so I was happy. So that will be available Monday morning, so keep an eye out for that. Um, you, you can catch us on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash site and facebook.com slash buttons. And um, actually, if, uh, if you're on Facebook, we are running a contest right now. Actually, well, it's not a contest right now. If we get to 300 likes... I'm giving away uh, what, 1,200 Microsoft points and a free copy of CSGO will be given away. Uh, we had the same, we kind of did the same thing at 200 likes, but it was just a copy of CSGO. So if you like us on Facebook, just keep an eye out for that cause, and get your friends to like us because as soon as we hit 300, we're going to have the contest for those too. So um, yeah, Rob just dropped out. Dropped out at a perfect time, I think, because it just went out. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up this week. And we, we, will... should, we should all just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I, at first, I thought it was me. I thought it was me having the issue. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to say bye for four people. I thought I was having it, too. <laughs> all right, so, uh, yeah, we will catch you guys next week. And uh, thanks for listening. See ya. Have a great weekend, everybody. I am not.